Hello, playful mompreneurs and playful business revolutionaries everywhere. It's Shaley Tunkett-Smith with you today, and it has been a little while. I've taken a little break, and today I would love to talk about this difference between procrastination and what I call percolating, because I've taken this break and I feel like Part of the break has involved a little bit of procrastination, but part of the break has been an important part, which is what I consider to be percolating. This idea of percolating on an idea or a set of ideas or an action that you need to take going forward. And so I've had this this break and honestly, I've been trying to, to do this podcast, this particular podcast for some time now. And it just never seems to, I never seem to have a quiet house. And uh, even today I came to do it and we now have contractors that have arrived to work on the house. So oh, I think we berate ourselves sometimes to go, oh, I'm procrastinating about this. And In some parts, I definitely was procrastinating about getting back to podcasting. But at the same time, I think we need to owe ourselves the grace of giving ourselves the time and the space for a little bit of percolating. And just a bit of background on that word. It's a word that my coach Rowena Mabbitt uses with me when I enthusiastically come up with lots of ideas. And then she'll be like, okay, cool. We'll just give it some time to percolate on these ideas. So I'm using her term of letting an idea percolate, just like a filter coffee, a pot of coffee will sit there and percolate. So I'm going to get to some more coffee metaphors in a minute. But for now, let's get into the show on the difference between procrastination and percolating. Do you want to find joy in being both a parent and a business owner? Then come and play with us here at the Playful Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and I'm on a mission to help moms to start and grow their own businesses in a way that's as simple and as fun as child's play. Join me as I talk about things like playful productivity, tools and tech, and building a special kind of business. A business that supports your desire to be a fully present parent and to have the time and space to truly connect with your kids. You'll also hear from other mompreneurs and some dadpreneurs who are rocking this double gig of parenting and business ownership, with some of them even throwing homeschooling into the mix. Get the inside track on both their struggles and what's working for them, and then Use that as inspiration for building your playful business. You ready? Let's play. All right, so let's talk procrastinating. Because I think it is something that we can all fall into. And I think it's a trap that is very much recognized in the online business world of going, oh my goodness, don't procrastinate, you know, take action and do the thing. And so I just wanted to go through what I see as procrastination. I haven't even gone and looked up any kind of dictionary definition here. But to me, procrastinating is when you are putting something off, when you are finding excuses to prevent yourself from doing something, when you find yourself going down rabbit holes that are not helpful to achieving this important thing that you 
want to or need to achieve. And I think that word importance is an important one. <laughs> uh, it often, like, I think you can see procrastination is when you are doing easy things because you've got this hard thing in your head. Um, I even see it with my kids when they are learning their reading. If they see this big, long page of reading that they have to do, they're like, oh my goodness, there's so many words and there's so many lines. And they actually talk themselves out of it before they even try it because because it feels so hard. It feels like all of this stuff is ahead of you. I am experiencing that in my Pilates at the moment. I'm doing Pilates in my instructor in the one uh, exercise that I'm doing. I just haven't been able to get over this hump of um, doing a particular roll-up. And he's now said to me, just don't think about it, Shelly. Shelly, don't think about it. <laughs> and that's helped. It's helped. So I think it's often when we have to do this hard thing and it feels so hard in our minds and we put it off, we find excuses, we do a whole bunch of easier things or other things that are going to distract us from doing this important thing. Whereas percolating to me is different to procrastination. If you're percolating on an idea, you are dwelling on an idea or a new direction. You know, maybe it's a, a product offering in your business. Maybe it's starting a business or starting a new business. Maybe it's an idea that you've got. Maybe it's a system that you want to uh, put in place in your business and it's quite, it's quite involved. It's giving yourself some space to dwell on that idea giving that idea space to breathe and to see what it can possibly become. Because very often we just have this kernel of an idea, but it needs a little bit more space to develop into something that's useful. I, I feel that percolating is also very playful because it prevents us from being very graspy, uh, very attached to outcomes. When you percolate on an idea, you aren't that attached to the outcomes. You, you're kind of just staying curious. You're just inviting in more ideas. You're letting that idea develop and you are taking time. And I think for many of us, this does feel sort of counterproductive. It feels like we are not being productive, that we are taking longer to do something that we should just knock out of the park quickly or act on and and do. But the problem is sometimes, as I say, those ideas are just a kernel of an idea. And if we rush to action too quickly, we can be off in the wrong direction. So percolating is going to feel unproductive at times. But I really do believe, and I'm going to share some of my personal experience now, I do believe that it's sometimes the most productive thing that you can do. Because so often without that consideration, without giving yourself some space and time with an idea or a new project, you can be off in the wrong direction. And that is then unproductive. So... I feel like percolating is also still very active. Procrastinating is putting something off and you're not taking action towards that goal or that idea or whatever it is that you, you know, that project that you want to complete. Whereas percolating, there's still some kind of action, but it's a little bit looser. 
it's a little bit less visible sometimes. And I think the coffee metaphor that I want to talk about here is if you think of your your coffee pots and your, your percolator, you know, you put your filter paper in to your drip coffee, you put the coffee grinds in and you then put the water in and you let that coffee or you let the water just drip through the coffee and it goes all the way through the coffee as it does so it accumulates flavor and you're left with this beautiful jug of filter coffee. So that's the process that I see happening when we are percolating in our businesses and in our lives. And the alternative to that is how I love my coffee is in an espresso machine. Like we've got an espresso, we actually have an espresso and we have an espresso maker where we put the the beans in. And those kinds of coffee machines are they work under pressure. So it's the pressure of the water going through the coffee that actually makes this delicious coffee. And it's all great and well, but it requires pressure. And I think sometimes in our businesses, we want to, we put ourselves under too much pressure. It's like that espresso maker where we are putting too much pressure on an idea. And look, sometimes and often we compare to other people and sometimes it's going to make an amazing cup of coffee. That is, that is how I like my, my coffee. But it's not the only way to make a cup of coffee. You can make a cup of coffee by this percolating method. You can also make a cup of coffee, and I know there are some people out there who prefer this, I can't believe it, instant coffee. You can just take your instant coffee, spoon it in, boil the kettle and pour your hot water onto your instant coffee. Uh, I, I don't I don't like instant coffee, but it's also, metaphorically speaking, another way you can kind of run your business where there's like no pressure you just put in anything out there into the world and you just like kind of instantly taking action on everything and you are just running with things you're not like actually waiting it's just this instant cup of coffee but to me that coffee doesn't taste as good okay and on the espresso side like while I like the actual coffee uh, it requires an espresso capsule it requires this very sophisticated machine that is going to be able to put it under pressure. That machine has to be maintained and that sort of thing. Okay, so I'm going to bring this back to business. I want to tell you a little bit about why I'm discussing this now. So for regular listeners, you'll know that I have been working on a book this last year and it has been such an amazing personal development journey Initially, I wanted to complete the book in six months, so the first six months of the year. I quickly saw that that just, I I wasn't going to be able to do that. What I did do is I completed the first manuscript. So I got a manuscript together. And look, I I think I probably had a bit of perfectionism uh, rise up in me. And I just wasn't, I wasn't happy with the manuscript yet. To me, I think it felt a little too much still like instant coffee that I was just going to put out something. And I know, you know, there's all this idea of progress over perfection and that kind of thing. But for me, I felt I owed it to myself to make it a little bit better than just the kind of instant coffee kind of approach. Also, it's my first book. So it's my first book of this nature, definitely. And so I was finding 
now in the second half of the process. So I'd written the manuscript and now I was sort of editing this manuscript, rewriting it. I kind of got a whole new direction for the book with a playful business revolution. And I was putting my head down and I was having to rewrite big sections of the book. And I was just finding that the whole process was not very playful, which is not great for a book on a playful business. And I really felt like it was not in alignment. The message was not in alignment with the process that I was really pushing really hard to get this book out. And and by all means, there's going to be times in your business when you need to push hard. But unfortunately, what was happening is I was pushing so hard and having to sacrifice my personal responsibilities, my personal priorities, my own health and all sorts of things that that just were non-negotiables for me. And so I was, I was trying to make this espresso coffee. And like, as I say, I love espresso coffee. With the book, I was trying to make espresso coffee, but I didn't have the Nespresso pods. I didn't have like the knowledge of, um, like writing the actual book is so different to podcasting, to blog posting. I also, the gratification only comes like way at the end. Uh, whereas a podcast, it's so cool. I can, you know, this podcast, I will publish and put up immediately. I'll get feedback on it. You get comments from a blog post and that kind of thing. A book, you have to just wait and you're like, I hope I'm in the right direction. And I almost like wanted to go, yay, I've got this bits of my book. It's so exciting. I just want to share it with everybody. And and I couldn't do that. Also in the Amazon Kindle book, uh, that sort of arena, I was feeling way underqualified. And yeah, I'm sure there was some imposter syndrome that was maybe coming up for me. But it's also sort of an area of business that was completely unknown that would require me to learn or to outsource, to know enough to outsource appropriately to someone to sort of navigate the whole Amazon landscape, Kindle landscape, designing the book, uh, getting different lines of edits. There was so much, so much to learn. And I felt like I was aiming to make that beautiful espresso coffee with the crema and the way I just like it. And I only had instant coffee powder. And so that's when I decided, but about six weeks ago, I decided I'm I'm putting this book on hold. It's 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 not going to be published by December this year as I wanted it to be, uh, which is kind of crazy because that's like in a couple of days' time as I'm recording this. And I realized that this book needs some space to percolate. I not only realized this because of almost these sort of negative kind of experiences I was having, but also I saw the positive experiences of actually taking a break, of giving my book space to percolate. And that was forced upon me when I had COVID. And during that time, I I couldn't do anything. I was confined to my bed. I was really feeling horrible. And I had to, I had to take a break from work. And then even once I sort of got better from the COVID, I was still experiencing the fatigue and I couldn't, I couldn't just like get back into work. But during that time, although I wasn't writing my word count per day, I was percolating on these ideas and wow, the book was getting better. 
the ideas were getting better. And I could see the benefits of giving the book some space and the ideas some space. So that's that was also part of my reason and my decision to, to just extend my sort of deadline that I had imposed on myself for this book. As I did that, because now the book was kind of structuring my whole year, I then had to rethink my business and how I was running my business. So I had to rethink just my area of focus, the offers that I was going to be putting out there. Um, I had to rethink this podcast and what I wanted, where I wanted the podcast to fit into my business model. On the personal fronts, I'm homeschooling my two boys. I also have a blog that is about children's music that's been sadly neglected that I'd really love to kind of get going again. Um, so I, I had all of these different like moving parts that were that were moving and like the book was kind of, at, you know, at the time when I was writing the book, that was really my focus on everything. But now without the book out of the, you know, out of the equation, just for now with a bit of space, everything else had to change as well. And so I needed to get, give myself the space to percolate. And in last week's episode, I also mentioned, or oh, last week was the last episode, my husband, Garen has started a new job. And so that's been quite a period of transition for our family because quite a few things have changed in our family life because of that. So really, you can see, I needed time to percolate, to make this coffee, this pot of coffee that was my life and my business. So you might be asking, how, how do I still achieve my goals? Like, how do I have this period of percolation but they're not falling into procrastination because it's, oh, there's like quite a fine line between the two. And I want to come back to that word importance that I mentioned at the beginning of the show um, when it comes to procrastination. So if you're finding that you're procrastinating on something, so um, whether it's like, you know, maybe doing a podcast episode for me, let's just say it's that one. And then maybe there is another one of like starting a homeschool book club. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm procrastinating on these two things. First thing is to go ask the question, is this an important thing that you're procrastinating about? And very often the reason you're procrastinating about it, it's because it's not important or it's just not meant for now. And it actually is going to take a conscious choice on your part to go, Am I going to make this important? Is this important to me? And am I going to choose to put the time and effort into bringing this into the world? So for me, this podcast, absolutely, yes, is important to me. I love podcasting. And so I need to make plans with my schedule so that I've got time when it's quiet to do this podcasting. I've debated even trying to do it in the car. <laughs> so get a like sound booth. I know that might happen. I'm not there right now. So there are things that I can do to get this important podcast happening. A homeschool book club um, or like a homeschool library is a little idea that I have. You know, in South Africa, we can't always get the beautiful books that a lot of the people in the States can get. And um our libraries are okay, but you know, we don't always have the best books. And with my approach to homeschooling, books are super important. And I'd love to have like this, I mean, I'd love to start my own little private library 
and um, import books in and just like have this feast of books. It's sure, it's it's a beautiful dream and it's a beautiful idea. Um, but right now in my life, it doesn't take priority. It's not meant to happen now. And I, I, I suppose I can even say it's not important. I can still homeschool the way I want to by making the accommodations that I do. I import books in and from friends and we borrow and lend. So right now, like my whole, whole homeschooling doesn't hinge upon me starting a homeschool book club with this whole big dream that I've got. I can put that one on hold and go, you know what, Shelly, you're not procrastinating on it. It's just not for now. And Instead, I could probably percolate on that idea, you know, because I think I've got a few different ideas on how that could actually happen, but maybe not literally where I have to, you know, fund a whole private library. It sounds very grand, doesn't it? (laughs) So if you are worried that you're procrastinating when you should be percolating or you're percolating on an idea and you're like, oh, I'm procrastinating about this. First, just check in, is it something that is super important for you and for achieving your goals and your priorities? Does it align? Does it fit with what you really want? And sometimes this is a hard question to answer, but also sometimes it's just a not yet. All right, so that's just to recognize procrastination. Now, I just want to talk a little bit more about the actual percolating process and how can you make percolating more productive so I don't think that we need to be putting productivity on this altar of like you know that's the most important thing in life I don't think it's important to be productive in every minute of every day but at the same time the percolating process if we don't want to like just fall into procrastination we want to have some kind of action and some kind of activity that is guiding us towards this idea that we are drawn to, that we are percolating on. So I'll tell you a few things that I'm doing at the moment that I think would be helpful for you if this is where you find yourself, especially at the end of the year and planning 2022. Journaling, I think, is a really good idea because journaling helps you to give a light focus to what it is that you want to achieve and it's generative. So as you journal, you often come up with ideas and just new angles on ideas that you might not have found had you just gone headlong into that first idea. But at the same time, it keeps you focused on your idea. So that's something that I've been doing. I've been doing bullet journaling, which I've had a lot of problem. And yeah, I talk about procrastination. I've had a lot of um, resistance doing bullet journaling every day. And so what I decided to do is to keep it small and just do a daily log of five lines or five bullets. And well, I end up I end up writing a whole page, but I try and I try and actually keep myself even to half a page just to make it seem really small, and it's been so cool. So I don't do all the fancy bullet journaling spreads. Like if you're into bullet journaling or have seen bullet journaling, you can take it to the nth degree. But 
I'm just doing my daily logs. And that's been so helpful to reflect on these ideas that I've had coming up for me, these thoughts, and also just events that have happened in our lives that I can go, oh my goodness, you know, we've had quite a month. Because very often you come to the end of a month or or at any point you feel, oh my goodness, I'm so exhausted, I'm so tired. Um, And at the end of each month, it's been so great to just go have a read through my daily logs for that month. And then go, wow, <laughs> we have had quite the month. I have achieved a lot. You know, we, I've, I've, I've endured a lot. Uh, we've had a few uh, challenges that we've had to deal with. So journaling, I think, is a really good idea. And you can do the bullet journaling approach or you can do the longer freeform journaling. But I think it's quite important to do it every day. And for a bit of a rebel like me, that's sometimes difficult. But I want to be a person who is reflective and also doesn't play by anyone else's rules. And if I'm not playing by someone else's rules, I need to write the rule book. And that's my journal. It's my rule book. It's my rule book. And I make the rules. But I... I reflect on those rules. I reflect on what's happened. And so I'm like, cool, that's my identity. I can work with that. Then also just making percolating more productive is to focus on the steps rather than the destination. And here, you know, I've talked about bullet journaling and and like things like habits, um, I think really help. But even if you just focus on the steps rather than that destination and make those steps really, really small. I recently read a book called The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra Adachi. Really recommend it. It's such a lovely, it's like really chatting to a friend, lighthearted read, but but really practical. And, and I say lighthearted, but also she gets quite deep. But just on being lazy about the things that don't matter and genius about the things that do. And she talks about taking embarrassingly small steps to get to whatever it is that you want to. So for me, I'll give you an actual example here. So my approach for a book now, I'm going to simply write every day. And whether that stuff gets published or not, whether it goes into a book or not, whether it gets used in any way or not, is immaterial. I'm just going to write. I'm going to be a writer and I'm going to write every day. So what's cool is I've already started that with my bullet journaling. I want to upgrade it. That's my next little step is to upgrade it to like a morning pages routine or habits. So in the artist's way, they talk about morning pages and I think it's three pages of just free writing and I think 750 words. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to start with that much. Okay. Because I need to introduce this habit slowly. So I'm going to start with one page. And I'm going to actually intentionally keep it small, really, really small, so that it actually feels more difficult to not do it than to do it. And in Kendra Adachi's book, In the Lazy Genius Way, she uses the example of introducing yoga into her life, of like she wanted to do yoga, but she wasn't getting to do like a 30-minute session three times a week. She said she could like either couldn't finish the the full session or she could never do all three sessions in a week. So she decided she's going to just do one downward facing dog every day. And like literally, she says it's just basically bending over. (laughs) And that's what she means by embarrassingly small. And I'm taking it as a bit of a challenge to try and make 
my small steps even more embarrassing because <laughs> I think even even me going, oh, I'm starting small, I'm starting small, I'm still probably starting too big. And uh, in this percolation process, I can even afford to start a little smaller. It's the action. It's the forward moving motion <laughs> that is the most important part. So, so that's part of what I'm going to be doing for my book. And the other part of getting my book completed in a playful way and in this kind of percolation process focuses around my podcast. It's also, it's a small step in that because I've already started it and I've been so missing podcasting as I've been head down trying to write my book that I haven't realized that podcasting is actually providing me the content for the book. So my idea is to just like gently upgrade the podcasting. So the little upgrade is to repurpose the content that I'm doing in this podcast. So a blog post or I'm debating on different social media platforms. I think I'm going to go on the Pinterest side of things. I'm just so tired of Instagram, you guys. And I just, I can't with Facebook. I'm sorry, I can't. (laughs) So if I'm going to do Instagram and Facebook, I'm going to outsource it. But again, percolating on that. My small step is just keep podcasting. And the thing is, as I keep podcasting, I will have all of this content and I've got this outline for my book. I've got this destination of where I wanted to go, but now I'm kind of taking these small steps and just percolating on the ideas that come to me during podcasting and then writing up the blog material and writing up the sort of written side of what I'm doing here on the podcast. And in doing that, I have great material to fit into my book and my book will be so much stronger for it. And the process will be a lot more playful in putting that book together. So that is the plan. And I'm very excited about it. I just feel so much more energetic about it. It's just such a a relief. And I feel like I'm walking the playful talk. And that just also links a little bit in terms of how you can make percolating more productive is to show your work. So, and that's where I think I was battling with the book. I was like, ah, you know, I could show my book to people who were helping me with the book writing process and my dear husband. But I I, I think it's quite nice to show your work in some, some way and to show your incomplete work as well. I think that's why for me, podcasting is really great because I can, right now I've got like a, a mind map that I've written out. Sometimes I type it out. But today I've just written it out because I actually had planned out a different sort of podcast around the power of a break. And then I realized, you know what, I'm not taking a break. I'm being active. I'm doing something. I'm percolating. But I'm showing my work. All right. So just to tie this all up, percolating is important. Give yourself the time and the space to percolate on ideas that deserve it. That is not procrastinating. That is instead giving those ideas power, giving those ideas space, take, letting them take up space and to become bigger and more powerful than they would have been had you just run headlong and started applying whatever plan that you had or idea that you had. I think we also need to give ourselves grace and be kind to ourselves along this business journey. Overall, just allow yourself the space for percolating and it is absolutely possible to make percolating 
quote-unquote productive. You can take action through percolating and take those embarrassingly small steps to achieve that idea that you wanted to in the first place. But in the process, you know what? You're being playful. You're enjoying the journey and you focus in on the steps one after the other rather than this huge mountain that you have to climb. So I hope that encourages you playful mompreneurs and playful business revolutionaries everywhere. I am so excited for just completing and concluding this season of the podcast. I've got a few more interviews that I will be airing. I'm aiming to do that before the end of the year, but it might just spill over into January as well. And then I'll be back with a new season of the playful business revolution is the plan. But, you know, I'm going to be percolating on that. So you might have a different name in 2022 for this podcast. So I thank you so much for sticking around here with me. I so appreciate you listening in to this podcast. And I really hope that what I've had to say today has been encouraging to you. So go off and be playful. You have permission to percolate, (laughs) even if you're drinking a cup of espresso at the time.